Powered by GoGo Sports in partnership with TSN, it is episode 52, season 4 of the Rain Dregs Hockey Podcast, presented by our title sponsor and good pals of Canadian Club Whiskey. How was your golf game, Ray Ferraro? How was it? You know, you, I mean, you raced back, you, know, you got there plenty of time and enjoyed some... Was the weather really good or just okay? I wore shorts and a uh, hoodie. Uh, like, a, actually, this hoodie, light hoodie, it was beautiful day. Gonna rain today, you know, but that... So it was just beautiful. So I had to drop Reese off at school. I told him, I go, Reese, I don't think I'm going to have time to even slow down today. You might have to jump out on the move here. Huh. So <laughs> stopped him off, dropped him off, got to the course, walked right up to the first tee, missed one fairway all Come day. On. I drove it spectacular. I had some rough spots around. One of your strengths, so you normally I, hit I it drive pretty it. straight. Yeah, right? that, yeah. That's, my, that's what I do best. Had some rough spots around the green, shot 79, so I was pumped. I had a, it, it was great, and it was great to see see the group again, you know, saw eight, eight guys. We have a group of about a dozen or 16. They book a couple of tea times. You just show up and they, you go out with whoever. And it's, hey. it, it was, it was great. It was a beautiful day. So is there card matching and shenanigans going on yeah. out there? There's, or is there's it just one guy, Mike is the, he's kind of the centerpiece of this thing. So he's yeah. got a spreadsheet. And okay. so you play teams. And so your group plays everybody else's group. And so at the end, you start matching the cards and stuff and any money that change hands, hands he's, he puts in a spreadsheet. <laughs> and so the thing is you never collect it at the end of the year, everybody's agreed that the money goes, ah, and we it goes into a pool and we donate it to charity. Oh, and no. so it was, that was last year was my first year with a group. And I was like, you know, I, so I, I thought I was actually winning money and they're like, no, no, you know, you know we donate this. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, no I didn't sign up for that. I had no idea. It's really, they're a great group of guys. Really, really ah, good for you. That honestly is what I miss most about being a full-time member is that camaraderie and, yeah. you know, playing with different players and things like that. You know, not that the guys I play with aren't fun to play with, but you play with the same three guys, you know, 17 times a season. You know, it's time to shake it up. How about I played one year? Again, Dan Murphy and I play quite often from Sportsnet and I'm going to get the total wrong, but I think Murph and I played right. over 20 rounds in the same year. And yeah. so we play the same game all the time, five, five, 10, and you know, you can press a little bit here and there. Yeah. I think at the end of the year, I owed him $7. No kidding. But Murph's it was a player too though, right? Uh, like Murph he can, can, he can, he can pound it out there. Murph is the grumpiest, best player I've ever played with. How'd you play today, Murph? Oh, I hit it like crap. And, uh, yeah, would you shoot 76? Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah. how crappy could you have hit it really? Yeah. And yeah. He's a great chipper and putter like hundred yards in. He just mows people down. He's, and he's fun to play with really, but $7. I mean, we could have, we're on the course. You can't for, even buy each other a glass of wine. For I mean, that. We are, we're on the course for almost a hundred hours since we transpired $7. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When's your next? A game I'm weekend. off um as soon as I as soon as we finish here I'm off uh, to Pittsburgh back-to-back -back weekends in Pittsburgh uh, you know Pittsburgh and Vancouver are close together I don't know if you know that right so yeah uh, yeah yeah but how about that we'll get into this in headlines planes, pretty trains. quick oh, yeah but we'll get into this quick in, in headlines but yeah you know so I'm in Pitt and they've got Boston coming in there mm. these are tough points now man these are grinding points yeah. right I know you're right. Let's, let's get into headlines here and we'll get to that battle in the East Florida, Pittsburgh. 
I just, man, I don't, again, always feels like we have to put the disclaimer out there. We don't cheer for teams. We, we, we cheer for stories and individuals. I have a hard time looking at the Stanley Cup playoffs without Sidney Crosby involved. So anyway, we'll talk about that. I want to go to the West because man, what a game last night between the Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. And you know, there's just some angst around Edmonton, probably LA as well. It's just that the media in LA isn't quite as loud on social media as it is understandably in Edmonton, the Canadian market. That looked to me like a pretty well-oiled, no pun intended, machine. Execution from the goalie, Stu Skinner, making 43 saves and securing that shutout. Short-handed goal by Connor McDavid and all the other pieces that found a way to button that game down. Yeah, well, a couple of things from the game. First off, I don't think those two teams are going to play each other in the first round. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Secondly, um, three games ago, Edmonton goes into Arizona. They win 5-4. They go into Vegas. It is wild. And they win 7-4. And then they win 2 nothing. So the seven goals are always kind of just around the corner. You know, right. like, yeah. The Oilers' power play is working at a historic level. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get power plays in the playoffs? Power mm-hmm. plays always go down. They always do. Although the last couple of years, not as far down as they have in the past, which I think is, is a good thing. LA did not have Kevin Fiala last night in the game, right? So yeah. he, he yeah. was out last night in a zero, zero, one, nothing game. Does Kevin Fiala change it a little bit? He's capable for yeah. sure. You know, maybe he might get one of those 43 shots and maybe right. he finishes it that somebody else doesn't. The McDavid shorthanded goal. I, I hope people can appreciate when he intercepted the puck, the agility to get through those two players. You know, all those videos we see of him training with those little, with the implements on the ice, yeah, that, that pep yeah. hockey system, that's it. You have to imagine those players being little, um, like traffic cones, almost those little, those little, uh, I'll call them implements again, you know, that are yeah. on the ice and you've got to go it's side to side speed. McDavid goes zip, zip through there. And um. if you're Corpusalo, this is great. The guy is going that fast and he's got a hundred foot head start. There's like, I don't know, maybe it hits you, maybe it doesn't, but it, Stu Skinner was terrific last night. It's in front of Skinner that is going to be the key for the Oilers. It's going to be that blue line and how they defend. Skinner doesn't have to throw shutouts on the board. That's the, only, he's almost in the position of Darcy Kemper last year. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't screw it up. Right. Just, just be, be capable. And I, I, I'm telling you, Drake's, I think Stu Skinner is an excellent goalie. I really uh-huh. do. He's a little inexperienced, but I think he is excellent. What about the Oilers in terms of catching Vegas in the Pacific? Does I think it Vegas matter? Finish, is it I think Vegas finishes third. Well, interesting. Um, yeah. I think it's, uh, I mean, they've got dial a goalie in net. Like wh- whoever's upright is the guy going in net, whether it's quick or Brassois right now. I don't think Logan Thompson's a, uh, an option for at least the immediate future. Uh, Aiden Hill's not skating. They got Yuri Patero who's played two NHL games. I mean, like they're just trying to hold it together back there. Mm-hmm. They do miss Riley Smith. He's really good, a really quiet, complete player, but I think he's back pretty quick. But I, that's why I think, uh, LA and Edmonton aren't going to play to get, play each other in the first round. I think it's going to okay. be Vegas and whoever doesn't win the division. Okay. Well, let's go to the bottom of the conference. And the battle that's happening in the West there. And and the Winnipeg Jets Mm. are doing everything internally to find a way to not make the playoffs. I mean, 
Calgary should have been dead and buried long ago, you know, based on, on what Winnipeg has in that lineup. Yet it seems like every top player wearing that Jets uniform has gone cold. I don't know that we've seen anything like this of late. And you can tell the coach has had enough. Experimentation is ongoing with Shifley on the wing now and things like that. So I don't know. Do, do they want hang on? I mean, do they find a way to get it done? It's really hard to, to all of a sudden find it again. Yeah. Uh, it's always easier to lose it than to find it. <laughs> and I mean, I think I mean, Kyle Connors at like one goal in 15 or 16 games, something like Remarkable that. Remarkable for him. Yeah. He's a terrific player. And, you know, when Shifley's in the ditch and they, you know, Dubois has been in and out of the lineup and now all these stories about, you know, what his future looks like and, and that yeah. seeps into the room. And then for are, sure. you, are you really, um, are you really able to commit when you know what the outcome's likely going to be? And, and I'm not saying that, I mean, that's human nature. That's more than any, your focus doesn't become singular anymore. Yeah. And then that seeps in to what other guys are doing. You know, honestly, outside of Josh Morrissey, which skater has had a, had a great yeah. year there. Yeah. What do you think of the eye roll from Rick Bonus? I, Bones is an honest man. He's very direct, kind of wears the heart on the sleeve. He's earned that based on years of service in varying capacities, including NHL head coach. Just asked about, I'm going to paraphrase the disconnect with Mark Scheifele. That was really specifically what it was about. Scheifele likes to play one way. Bonus needs him to play a certain way, right? And he was asked about it post-game, and it was pretty obvious. I mean, he was very demonstrative in his disappointment in in hearing that from one of his star players. Do we read anything more into that, or that's just heat-of-the-moment stuff? Well, it's certainly a frustration, a heat-of-the-moment, right? Like, uh, I mean, that's that goes without... Without saying, would it have been better maybe not to say anything? Sure, but 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 here's the thing: like at, at some point, you're you're the best player on the team, mm-hmm. or certainly the you know one of the focal points of of that team. You cannot be an independent contractor in a team sport. Yeah, you can't be. And quite frankly, Connor McDavid could be an independent contractor. Yeah. Mark Scheifele's not good enough to be an independent contractor. There's like three players that Nate McKinnon can be an independent contractor. Kale McCarr could be an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. I don't think David Pasternak can be, and he's not right. Like, like he's just, he's just not And like that. I think Pasternak's a really good example for Mark Scheifele because David Pasternak just scored his 53rd goal of the season a total that Shifley's not approached. Right. And he plays, look, he plays different than a lot of guys in Boston, but he, he plays in their framework. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking at this, you have to decide, each player's got to decide what's most important to them. And, and that, and the coach can yell and rant and rave and stomp his feet. And what are you going to do? Bench him? Does that make your team any better? Of course not. Yeah. Mark's got to take half a step back just not a full step, just a half a step back and go, okay, what do I need to do here to help our team snap this? Cause it's not been two weeks strikes. Right. I mean, for the team, this has been yeah. a while. This has been a while. And, and again, to be honest, he's one of the players that can turn the ship. Mm-hmm. Like he's good enough for that. Like he's, he's a star player, mm-hmm. you know? So I want to be clear on that. I'm not saying that, oh, he's not good enough to do. No, Connor McDavid can be an independent player and still help his team because he's it on another level. Most mm. players are not. 
You mentioned uh, yelling and screaming coaches, which takes us terrific segue to Paul Maurice and the Florida Panthers. Man, did he lose it on the bench against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was okay with it. I mean, I think that's the second best one of all time. Which is the other one? The meme that's out there constantly yelling at the refs? To you and to you. I think think it's one of the single. And you too. (laughs) I think it's one of the single greatest videos I've ever seen of a coach. I had a quick exchange with him and I'm like, hmm, that was interesting. (laughs) He goes, I lost it. I flat out lost it, but man, did it feel good. Which is essentially what he said post-game too, right? right? He's just like, eh. Now, again, whether that factored into them clawing back and winning that game in overtime, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt there. Prior to that game, I don't know if you caught it on first up in Toronto, Big Walt, Keith Kachuk, an absolute dagger to the Florida Panthers, including his son, Matthew, going into that game saying, you know, well, let's hope they're not skating around looking for Matthews and Mariner's autograph. You know, check these guys. (laughs) Oh, we could. How many dads, Ray? How many dads would get away with something like that one. on on publicly? One, one, yeah. <laughs> First of all, who else would say that? Exactly. But that's exactly. just Walt. Like he's been. <laughs> I, I remember honestly, like when I got to St. Louis, and you know, I I knew I didn't know Keith, but like he was a. Everybody knows he's a big personality, right? Like he, yeah. And and that's in a room with Chris Pronger and Al McGinnis. Like there were big personalities on that team. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I get there and I don't know the interplay in the room. Right. So I usually got lots to say, but I'm sitting there and I'm watching and Walt and the late Pavel Dimitra always played together. And those two guys used to give it to each other all the time. And they'd go, you know, right before the game, everybody's like, you know, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Walt would go, Hey, Pav, uh, you know, try to give me a pass, not bouncing tonight. Would you just one of them? He'd say it to him all the time. And Pavel would give it back. I'm like, look at these. Like, cause it wasn't yeah. said like, ha, ha, ha. But no. those two guys, it was part of their thing. And I was like, oh man, this is unbelievable. I loved, loved every second of it because it's so legit and so genuine coming from Keith Kachuk. But what about Florida now, <laughs> yeah. right? Crucial wins. They kind of stub their toe going into Toronto. They find a way to get that extra point and follow it up back to back with a win against Montreal. So they're doing what they need to do this time. They are. I... I, I keep thinking they're finished and then they win two games and you're like, oh, they're not finished. They're, mm. they're right there again. You know, what would be awesome is if they're going to get in and Aaron Eckblad scores the winning goal at home and Brooks Gapka can- puts that cone on his head upside down <laughs> and they uh, jam it on top. And the Bubba Watson just grilled him, by the way. Oh, did Brooks he? I didn't Gapka. see that. Oh yeah. It's a great exchange with the media because. Bob is a bit of a hockey fan too. So, you know, he was trying to understand the context of what the hell Kepka was doing, whether or not he'd been overserved, like all of these things. So it was tremendous. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you saw the Netflix documentary, but while Kepka's sitting there calling Ekblad a pylon and a loser and all that stuff, you know, maybe Brooks could have a a conversation and tell everybody how he's not going to win anymore again. And he can do the whoa me thing again. Yeah. So I, I thought, look, he's at a game. He can do whatever he wants, but just so long as he knows he looked like a donkey. Yeah. All right. Well, big fight in both conferences for playoff spots going into the weekend. So we'll revisit. Obviously it's game by game. Watch when we're back with episode 53 on Tuesday. Thought we'd wrap headlines with a quick thought on Marty Walsh, who we've known is the executive director of the Players Association for quite some time. 
decorated union leader, said all of the right things. Met the media in Toronto on Thursday for the first time. And among the things that jumped out to me was him saying, I'm prioritizing relationships with players. And I, I know in doing my sourcing as that story was developing, Ray, that was a big, big thing for the search committee and for the, the committee of players assembled by the Players Association was his want to travel and not just do a quick tour, like be out there, you know, get near the, the rooms and talk to the players, not just the stars of the game, but, you know, talk to the guys who are bouncing up and down from the American League and the National Hockey League. How big of a deal to you as a former player would that be? And then he committed to the World Cup saying, look, Russia Let's push that aside for now. We'll deal with world events when we need to deal with them. But first, we have to establish we're doing this and let's get it hammered out. So I thought those were two pretty big takeaways. But first one, you know, about the travel, there's a real challenge to that with the hockey schedule. And the challenge is plenty of times teams are not in one place very often. You know, like you... You get in night before a game. Nobody wants to meet the night before a game. They want to eat and go to bed and, you know, and just kind of relax. You have to do it on a homestand. Well, then on a homestand, which day is best? There's always other events going on that, you know, most people don't see that, you know, you you have a charity thing, you, you know, that burns one day after practice and, you know, it, it's a challenge. Logistically, that's a challenge, but I think it's really important because for a lot of times when you're playing, you, you need instant satisfaction because like I go play a game. I don't need anybody else to tell me whether I did well or not. I just know and it's finished and I go on to the next one. So much of the talking becomes, okay, let's try and let's look at this. We'll talk to the league about this. And you know, Drake's it's a long play. There's, it's not immediate. Every, so guys lose interest because nothing happens, even though it's a back channel thing and it's taken time and you know, like everything takes, you know, a chat, a discussion, a meeting, oh, and now we're somewhere. And that takes a lot of time. So I do applaud that. The players really do need to be interested because when we played, there was less things to be interested in. Mm -hmm. The game, the business, it's all much more complicated. The escrow, the partnership with the league, that's all really more involved than if you're, if you're only involved in it every four or five years, you know, like your attention, well, you're not, you're not going to know what's going on and you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to have a union that comes in second place all the time. That's yeah. the first thing. The world cup, um, I, I don't think there's anybody involved or in and around the sport that doesn't think it's the best idea that, you know, we would love to have it. When do you have it? How do you, you put the, the framework in place? The Russia part's really difficult yeah. because there is no world cup without Russia in it. It's I hard mean, for I, sure. I guess you could, yes, there is, there could be a world cup, but it just wouldn't yeah. be the same, but the framework, the logistics, you know, that the timing of the tournament, all those things can be chipped away at. And then I guess he's probably right. And then you can get to where world events are because certainly the NHL is not going to influence that. All right. Big week and so much more coming, developing where the final games of the NHL regular season will be on top of it. Those are your headlines. Hi, it's Ray Ferraro. You've probably heard me talking about my friends at North Beach Agency and Craft Growth. They provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes. From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts to websites, digital, social, out-of-home, and everything in between. 
They have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net. All right, time to wrap up another week with Chris Abbott, a presentation of Botano.ca, now available in Ontario. Remember, Botano says the game starts now. Yeah, I want to touch a little bit on the Oilers and the Kings because I know that was a game last night, the NHL, Chris, that had you captivated and motivated, which you often are. But we'd be remiss if we didn't start with a wild, wild opening day in Major League Baseball. And I think it's a safe assumption that your traders were super busy yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a new company in, in Canada, Batano. And listen, it's no secret that our specialty is, is soccer, right? Our guys are, are right. in Europe. They're soccer crazy. But we've put a real push on to make sure that they get that North American focus. And man, I was floored yesterday when I logged in and saw all the things you could bet. Not just the Jays game, because a lot of books will, you know, really load up on Jays stuff, which makes sense. But every single game, man, we, we've got, uh, you know, long gone are the days of betting on who wins or the over-under, which, by the way, I had the over and the Jays yesterday, so that was that was good. Overcast early, perfect for the season. Abs, perfect, baby. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna retire now. And but I mean, you could really get into it. Like you could bet on who would score the first run, who would like the player, individual player, who would get the first hit, which pitcher would give up the first earned run. So uh-huh. it's gotten super granular. I think there was like 400 different betting options on every yeah. game. Um, you know, it's one of their kind of unique things that that we pride ourselves on is if you can dream it, you can bet it. And yeah, it was uh, it was a wild day. Second year in a row, just a crazy game for the Blue Jays, though. Yeah, I, uh, I'm always interested in particular for a season like baseball. It's so long, you know, football zips along pretty quick and you generally have a good idea about who's good, who's not good. And baseball, they go in such waves because it's so long, like. What would a what would someone look at early? Would you would you lean towards overs? Would you? Yet there was a couple of pitchers yesterday that Dylan Cease and and Otani ten strikeouts and you know like they just mowed through people. Like are the hitters ahead or the pitchers ahead? Like right. what do you lean to? I guess it depends on the game, right? I mean the hitters were certainly ahead in St. Louis yesterday, yeah. but like you said, you know Marcus Stroman had a good day. Shohei Otani had a good day. It's it's really a crapshoot, if I'm being honest. Like I I love to bet early on, but I don't think you should really feel comfortable with a baseball team until like six, eight weeks have passed mm-hmm. in the season. Like yeah. that's the only time you can you know, what kind of year this guy's having, how's this pitcher doing? Because it really is very, very random. And the season's so long, not everyone's dialed in. You know, you saw yesterday, well, I'll use the Jays game again for an example, you know, like eight pitchers or something like that, because they knew yeah. They had the next day off. It's early in the year. You know, your starter gets knocked out early. You know, the computer's telling you to make some decisions, but also you don't want to over overextend guys. So, you know, there's so much stuff at play early in the year. I would say just never be too, too confident. It's very much a, a spin of the roulette wheel early on in the Blue Jays or, or any baseball season. Right. A bit of buzz around that Oilers-LA Kings game last night, right? You know, depending on which side you're looking at it. The naysayers in Edmonton are looking at L.A. and going, I don't know that the Oilers can beat this team in a playoff matchup, all of those things. As advertised, though, right? Like, that was high-level hockey this late in the season. Well, it was an outstanding game. And, and Ray, you saw, what, like 11 goals the other night in Vegas? <laughs> almost, uh, like all of them in the first, almost all of them in the first period, too. Yeah. <laughs> so another easy over there for all the all the folks. Yeah, cash those tickets. But then, you know, you... You know, you hear about LA and their defensive game, and it's a really interesting matchup, right? Because Edmonton has all this firepower. 
And I got to say, guys, like I had bet on the game, which was fine, which always makes it more interesting to me. But as a hockey fan, just to watch that game last night, man, oh man, was that fun to watch. And yeah. it was like a playoff game in the, in the, you know, a little preview, I guess you could say. And, and Stuart Skinner was outstanding. Yunus yeah. Corpusala was outstanding. I thought Evander Kane was unbelievable last night. So like it was, it was just so much fun. And it's, it's always fun to me to watch an Oilers game where McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't the whole story Dang. because obviously they're, they're superstars, but there was so much else going on in that game last night. Man, it was fun to watch. And I made money. It was fantastic. That's a good night, big boy. <laughs> All right. What do you got going into the weekend? What's on the agenda radar from Botano.tv? Well, of course, like we talked about, super excited about the baseball season and the NHL is winding down. There's lots of big games, lots of big games happening. We won't get the, the perfect Saturday like I had last week, of course, with all, with all the staggered starts, but, but it's a start. And I know that you were talking about this week, Drake. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but also, you know, college basketball is still winding down. So somebody asked me earlier this week who we need to win the tournament. You know, that's always a question they right. like to ask. Who does the book need to win? <laughs> uh, and the answer was San Diego, which, you know, if you had asked me that a month ago, yeah. it might have been the same answer because we would have been happy if that happened. But now, you know, the action spread around and, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's no number one seeds left. I think it's great. You know, it's been a good good month for the book, so Whoa. we'll see what happens. We'll see how smart the college basketball guys are as we go forward. Yeah, how about you? I think it's great there's no number one seats unless you're on one of those number one seats. <laughs> that yeah, but that's easy, right? Everyone everyone fills out their brackets. They end up with three number ones and a number two, and they think, oh, that's, that's the upset, the number two getting through. You know what? It's going to be funny when the tweet comes out this week that, you know, Janice from the office accounting department <laughs> who has never watched it and picked it based on on colors uh, or, or names that you like. You know, you always hear that story, right? The yeah. person who doesn't follow it. So, yeah, I can't wait to see who, who won the, the bracket this year. Yeah, we're all looking forward to it. Thanks for another week, Chris, and have a great weekend. All right. Cheers, fellas. Same to you. Ask Ray and Riggs anything. Send us your questions on Twitter, Instagram, at Ray and Riggs, or on the website, rayandriggs.com. Each week, we single out a question, two, sometimes three, and we deliver the successful question asker with some Ray and Riggs merchandise. Among the podcast world, Ray, especially the hockey podcast world, the Ray and Riggs merch is right up there. It's a, it's a hot item. The hats, the shirts. Looks good. Good I like stuff. it. I like yeah. that. I get, I get a lot of question about that. Yeah. Actually, I like it. All right. Ask Ray and Riggs from Will on Instagram, right? Growing up, did you have a state high school hockey tournament like they have in Minnesota? You know, for me, I think of the brick, right? In, <laughs> in Edmonton, it's my big minor hockey tournament. It's been around forever. I think of the Quebec International, the Pee Wee tournament in Quebec City. But I don't know. Was there anything of that significance in BC other than those two events? No, nothing. Uh, we, I mean, uh, the big tournament was really the provincial finals, like, but that was a, you know, yeah, no, that was it. That was it. Like the, my older son, Matt, uh, when we were in Atlanta, their team qualified for the tournament, the Quebec tournament. So we went to that. That was the first time I saw it, but I you know the brick wasn't around yet. And no, so not fortunate enough to, to have that experience. Mm. Uh, all right. Here's a, here's a fun one from Jordo. Okay. Would you rather witness Rocket Richard getting 50 goals for the first time or Gretzky passing Gordie Howe in goals oh, in the well, moment? In the moment? Yeah. I feel like, well, I, I I feel watched, like Richard. I feel well, like Richard, be Richard getting Because I watched 50. the game on TV. It, 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 oh, yeah. Uh, Gretzky passing Howe. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I know, I, it would be Richard for sure. Yeah, for, Richard for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Craig Fife in Scotland reaching out. Oh, our Scottish Rain Dragons fan. Love the pod. My question, Ray, is when was the last time you put on skates, picked up a stick, and just played hockey for fun? Pull 10 years. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I go out a little bit in the summer. Well, I go out. I stand there and pass pucks to Landon. Like, yeah. every so often, I, you know, I'll, like when I'm out there and, you know, he's catching his breath between a drill, I'll, yeah, you'll, I'll ski down the ice and, and, you know, shoot a puck. And I'm just yeah. embarrassed at the velocity that comes <laughs> off my stick. So I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'll just, I'll, I can still pass as long as there's not any other traffic yeah. on the ice. I'm, I'm a decent passer. Okay. Here's a fun one too from Bruce. I have a question about Lou Lamorello's no facial hair rule. Now, number one, does it still exist or yes. is it been modified? Okay. So let, we've established it still exists. How the heck does he get away with that kind of rule? Grown men, I don't think there's any other workplace where a rule like that would be acceptable. Why doesn't the PA complain to the league about this? It just seems very odd. I guess they could complain. I'm like, <laughs> do you think anybody cares? Do the players care? Well, the I mean, only guy that might com- the only guy that might care is Kyle Paul Mary. He could shave at eight o'clock in the morning, and by eleven thirty, he probably needs a touch up. Yeah. Like yeah. he could, honestly, he could grow a beard between the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs. <laughs> but I, I don't, I've always kind of found it funny. Like they're, they're like, uh, all right, no hair. Remember when Matt Martin came to Toronto, he had that uh, long hair and then he walked around the corner at, for the first exhibition or the first day of yeah. camp. And you're like, boo, who's Ooh, that? <laughs> that's change. Yeah. Okay. Last one. To Josh, Ray, do your kids collect hockey cards or have they? And if so, how many of yours or any of yours do they have? Uh, they do not. Uh, hockey cards, no. Uh, Reese, our 13-year-old, he's a soccer fanatic. Yeah. And so yeah. he's got this book. Honestly, I got to tell you, I just love it. He's got this book uh, that he starts before the World Cup and he collects the cards and puts the cards in teams and then he oh, moves I'm- the cards around if he was... He has like a kind of an all-star team. And so he's got like his best back line and his midfielders and his number 10. And he puts them in this folder. I just collecting cards, like a lot of things has, you know, is for the most part has gone by the wayside. It has. Yeah. But the love of the game and you learn of the players and how you connect to it, the cards really do that sort of thing. And so I, I love that he does it as far as mine. I get a bunch of my cards in a, in a little container, but they don't have any. Uh, and my, this container of my cards, it's, I don't, I'd have to go look for it. I, I don't know where it is. <laughs> All right. Let's give out some merchandise. What do you think? I feel like for Craig Fife from Scotland to reach oh, out. Sure. That's, that'd be awesome. That's an automatic. It's going to cost us some, some, you know, Canada post handling and, and fees and all of that. But you know, we're kind of a big deal. So we'll yeah, suck I, I think that's a good one. I, I do like the hockey cards one actually. Oh, okay. Very because I, I just, I don't know. It made me think of my, when yeah. I was a kid. Okay. So Josh and Craig Fife are, there we go. Picking up some Ray and Drake's hockey podcast merchandise. So thank you to Canadian Club Whiskey for helping out with that. All right. Time to wrap it up. Get on with the weekend. Uh, little golf. What do you got going? Um, uh, hockey, Pittsburgh. You talked yeah, about going to Pittsburgh yeah. for Boston and Pittsburgh. Come back on Sunday. Uh, get back early Sunday. Um, I don't know. There's always something on the weekend. You remember when your kids are growing up, there's always something. So yeah. Sunday will be busy. And then Monday late morning, I fly to LA for Oilers Kings on Tuesday. Oh, so that'll be a dandy too. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And going to meet up for dinner with one of the great people in the game, Mike Altieri, who's the director of communications in LA. 
is long time such friend. a good dude. We we met when I got to LA in the you know in the mid nineties. He was just starting there. Yeah. So he'd be at the front of the bus, and um, you know, with with the management part, and we'd be at the back, and we'd be stuck in traffic. And uh, Kevin Stevens, another <laughs> just amazing. Kevin would phone Mike. Mike's at the front of the bus. Yeah. And he'd go, Yo, Mikey, what's going on up there? Because we'd be stuck in traffic. And Mike would go. I don't know, Artie, we're stuck in traffic. And he's like, okay, <laughs> just checking. And then Artie, <laughs> so he's just, anyway, he's just, he's an awesome guy. I look forward to having dinner with him. And I'm sure I'll run into Luke and, oh, you know, yeah. you know, so that, that's Old always times. a good trip for me. I love going to LA. Nah, good for you. Well, what about you? Steve? What do you got going on? Pretty quiet. A uh, bit of a flu bug last day and a half. So yeah, brutal. I'm going to lay low and try and flush that out of my system. No pun intended. And, <laughs> and hopefully be better, uh, at some point in the weekend. You know what? I just, I, I dive onto the couch, watch golf, watch baseball, whatever I got going, goes in and out and maybe meet some buddies depending on how I feel, but nothing uh, heavy lifting and looking forward to it. Well, feel better, Dregs, and everybody, yeah. thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. You bet. Shoutatano.ca, now available in Ontario. The game starts now, says Batano, and by Doer. Use code RNDPants and you will save 15% of everything at doer.ca. That is episode 52 of the Rain Dregs podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And we'll be back with episode 53 on Tuesday.